But uh, y'all pray for us as we sing thanks to Calvary. Today I went down to the place where I used to go. Today I saw the same old crowd I knew before. When they asked me what had happened, I tried to tell them. Thanks to Calvary, I don't come here anymore. Thanks to Calvary, I'm not the man I used to be. Thanks to Calvary, things are different than before.
Romans chapter 8 this morning. Wasn't that wonderful? There's two kind of daddies in this world. A daddy that's been to Calvary and a daddy that hadn't been to Calvary. And if you're one of those daddies that hadn't been to Calvary, you can get to Calvary today. And I'm glad that Calvary's there, and I'm glad that Calvary still exists, and I'm glad that it still makes an impact, and it can still change lives and souls. I'm thankful for my father this morning. I'm thankful for the, the earthly daddy that God gave me. I'm, I'm just blessed beyond uh, measure. And, and I don't tell him enough, but God gave me a, a good, godly daddy who fears the Lord, who raised me in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, but I'm going to tell you what set him apart, and that's Calvary. Amen. Calvary makes a difference. Amen. And daddies, I want to thank you for all that you do, and I'm so appreciative of you. And I'll tell you here at Promised Land, God has given us a lot of good, godly daddies. And I'm so thankful we are full of young men and older men that are trying so hard to live according to the Bible and to do what God's called them to do. And if you're doing that, you're peculiar. That's right. If you're trying to do this, you're different. That is, you keep on. And God give you the grace and God will give you the strength to be the daddy that he wants you to be. Hadn't God been good? Man, I looked around here and seen all these ladies and these children. I couldn't count them. There's no telling. Probably 200 women and children standing around us. Wasn't that wonderful? Thank you for that. But I'm glad that you didn't just praise us, but that you praised Him. He's worthy to be praised. Would you stand with me this morning for the reading of God's Word? I've wanted to, to preach on, on daddies and appreciation of daddies, but uh, of all the fathers that I could talk about and of all the, the great examples, the greatest example is our Heavenly Father. And of all the fathers that we have and all the fathers that we can look to for guidance, we must look to heaven, because that's the greatest example this morning. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and of children than heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be also glorified together. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of Your Word this morning. God, thank You for putting such a sweet spirit in this place today. Lord, You're in this place. I feel You. I know that You're among us this morning. God, I ask You to help me as I preach Your Word. Lord, I, I ask for help as I try to exalt you and lift you up this morning, Lord. Give me the strength that I need. Open our hearts to it. May our hearts be soft and pliable. And dear God, when we look to, to daddies and we look for examples, may we look to heaven this morning because you are our heavenly Father. Thank you for being a father to all men and to all women, regardless of race, regardless of rich or poor, regardless of everything, God, you are father to all. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. If you're with me, say amen. amen. 
I want to talk to you this morning on this subject, what I received the day that I was adopted. What I received the day that I was adopted. My entire life, my brother tried to convince me that I was adopted. He tried to tell me my whole life that I was not really a Llewellyn. And I tried to convince him the other way around. I tried to convince him over and over and over that he wasn't part of this family, that we adopted him. We had mercy and compassion over him. He convinced me of the same thing. But I am a Lou Ellen. He's a Lou Ellen, and there's no doubt about it. We're both Lou Ellens. But I want you to know even more am I a Lou Ellen. I have been adopted into a new family. And I will forever be a Lou Ellen. But there was a day in my life that changed my life forever that I entered into a new family. And I got a new family and a new father and a new life and a new heart and a new song, bless God. And I got the newness of life the day that I got saved. The very day that I got saved was the day that God adopted me. That word adoption comes from a Greek word that simply means to become a son or a daughter. The very day that I met Jesus, God made me His son. The very day you met Jesus, God made you His son or His daughter. That means the very day that you got Jesus and got saved, that God reached down from heaven, He took away the bounds, that He took away that sin that alienated you, and He made you His own. And bless God, the very day we met Jesus, we got saved. And we, we got born again into a new family. And we got a new father. And I'm so glad today that God adopted me. Man, I'm glad the day that I found heaven. I'm glad the day that, man, I got set free from the bonds of sin. But one of the greatest things and principles that took place in my salvation is God adopted me. And He made me His own. I'm not of the world anymore, but I'm His. I'm not of the prince of the world anymore, but I'm His. I don't belong just to the Llewellyns. I belong to God. I'm a child of the King. And oh, what a blessing it is to say that I'm a son, I'm a daughter of the Creator of the universe, the God of heaven that put the stars in the sky, that put the sun and lit it up for His glory. I can call Him Father. I can call Him Father. And bless God that He calls me Son. What a great thing it is to be adopted by God. If you're saved, you've been adopted. God has adopted you. And as we go back and we look at the history of the Hebrew custom in the day, in those days, there was a custom of adoption. And there are three main principles to that old Hebrew custom that I think we can apply spiritually today. That in that old Hebrew custom, number one, when a child was adopted, the adoption was something that was permanent. When you adopted a child in the Bible days, you could not unadopt a child. You could not get to the point where I don't want them no more. Well, you know, they're not as good as I wanted them to be. They're, they've been bad, so I'm just going to unadopt them. You could not unadopt. Once you adopted a child, it was something that was permanent. It was something that was everlasting. You could not unadopt them. You could not unair them. That adoption was final for all of eternity. Aren't you glad the day that God made you His son or daughter that He adopted you for all of eternity? This adoption that God has placed with us is something that is eternal. 
He has adopted me. And this is not something that He adopts me on the good days or the bad days. He has adopted me for every day. And I'm so glad that I can't do anything bad enough that God said, I'm sick of you and I'm going to cast you out and pluck you out of my hand. Aren't you glad that we're safe in the hands of the Lord? And nothing can pluck us out of His hand. Why, preacher? Because He cannot unadopt us. Once we're adopted, it is something that is permanent. Not only was it permanent, but the adopted child immediately had all the rights of a legitimate son or daughter. That's why Jesus, when He received the inheritance of Joseph, He was adopted by Joseph, and He received everything that Joseph had. And so He had half-brothers, but Jesus had just as much right to the inheritance as His brothers did, because you have every right as a child, as a legitimate son or daughter. The Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ. Isn't that beautiful? That the moment we got saved, we had all the rights of a son or a daughter. We had all the rights, the same rights that Jesus has as being the Son of God. Aren't you glad that we're joint heirs with Him this morning? And number three, the adopted child lost all rights to their old family. Boy, that makes me want to shout. Once you get adopted into the new family, you got to leave the old family behind. And legally, you had no more rights. You could never say, well, I wanted everything that my old daddy had, but you've been adopted. You don't, you don't claim that old family anymore. You're in a new family. You got a new daddy now. You got a new mama now. You got a new brother and a new sister. You enjoy the new family and you lose all the rights to the old family. Child of God, we need to understand we're not of this world anymore. The very day that we met Jesus, bless God, we can lose that old family. I don't know about y'all, but I'm thankful for that song they sang. And I'm glad that we're not that same daddy we used to be. And I'm glad that we're not the same man that we used to be because the day that we got saved, we got a new daddy. We got a new father. He adopted us. And bless God, we got to leave that old world behind. And we enter into this new family. And all the stuff of the world we leave behind to go into what God has done for us. Oh, the day I got adopted, I received several things. Number one, I received a new family. I want you to look here in our text in Romans chapter 8. In verse 14 it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Notice in verse 16, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If the Spirit of God is in you, you are a child of God. You say, how do you know, preacher, if you're a child of God? If you're a child of God, His Spirit resides within you. The day that you got saved, the Holy Spirit entered and indwelled into your heart. There's a lot of things that I know and there's a lot of things I don't know. But I do know this. I know that God is my Father because I have been led by the Spirit of God. Can you go back to a time in your life that you've been led by the Spirit of God? When I was in Texas, the piano player got through playing an invitation and she come running down to me weeping and wailing. And she said, Preacher, she's been saved for 40 years. She said, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I'm saved. And there was no piano playing. And she's shouting at me. She's screaming. She's weeping and wailing. And she said, I just don't know. And I said, Have you ever felt the presence of God within you? Have you ever felt the move of the Spirit of God within you? And she said, said, yes, sir, there's no doubt about it. And I said, then you're His. 
You belong to Him. Because of the Spirit of God is within you, you are a child of God. And if His Spirit resides, it moves. If you get under conviction about sin, if He moves within you, that lets you know that you are a child of God. And you're not of this world anymore, but that you belong to Him. And that He has placed you in a new life, in a new family. And bless God, gave us a new song. Gave us a new spirit. And He made everything about our life brand new. I want you to turn to John chapter 3. And you say, Preacher, I don't really understand all of this adoption and, and all of this stuff. Well, I don't either. So I'm not going to help you very much this morning. But I believe it. I don't understand how I became a son of God. I don't know why God would take me as His son. I can't comprehend that. I don't understand why, why I was born into sin, but because of what Jesus did... God accepts me as His own. I don't get that. I don't comprehend it, and I never will till I get to glory land. But bless God, I believe it this morning. And I believe what the Word of God says. And I want you to look in John chapter 3 and in verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. I want you to know that if you're going to be adopted, you've got to be born again. The other day I heard a preacher preaching. He was preaching on John the Baptist when he was in the womb of his mother, leaping in his mother's womb. He said, it's a shame that John the Baptist shouted before he was ever born. He said, you Baptists been born twice and can't even get a holy grumble out of you. He said, we've been born two times. He said, that man was shouting before he was ever born the first time. If you're going to be a child of God, you've got to be born twice. My first birth took place at Glenwood Hospital in West Monroe, January 25th, 1984. I was born as a Lou Ellen, and I cannot deny being a Lou Ellen. There's no doubt about it. I'm a Lou Ellen all the way. That Man, you can see it. It's there. I'm a Lou Ellen. I was born to Jeff and Ann Lou Ellen right there in West Monroe, Louisiana. And I praise God for my heritage. I praise God for my birth. But when I was 13 years old, I was born again. I was born again. You say, preacher, what does that mean? That means that I lost myself and I, 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 I repented of my sins and I asked God to forgive me of my sins. You see, there was a problem between me and, the, and God of heaven and that problem was sin. And I had to lose myself and I had to say, God, forgive me of my sins. Come in and save me. Redeem me. And that very day, Jesus came in. The Spirit of God came in and saved my soul. And that day, He saved me. He bought me. He redeemed me. And that day I was born again. Not only have I been born to Jeff and Ann Lou Ellen, but bless God, I've been born of the Spirit of God. And that day I was born again. What does that mean, preacher? That means I got a new family. That means I got a new name. I got a new life. I got a new everything because I was adopted the day I got born again. You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. You cannot go into God's kingdom. You cannot dwell into God's kingdom on your own and without the second birth. you got to be born again. 
I don't remember my first birth. But bless God, I remember the second one. I don't remember what happened at Glenwood Hospital that day and don't want to know. Amen? But I remember everything that took place that second time I was born. And the Spirit of God came in and saved me and indwelled me. May I tell you this right here. Verily, verily, Jesus, the Son of God, said, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot go to heaven. Except he be born again, he can't enter the family of God. Except he be born again, he cannot call Jesus his own. Except he be be born again. You've got to be born again. You've got to be born again of the Spirit of God. You've got to have the new birth. You cannot go to heaven without it. You cannot see God without it. You cannot have Him as your Father without it. I want you to look back in our text. If you're with me, say amen. In verse 15, not only did I receive a new family, but I received a new father. In verse 15 it said, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. In the Greek the word Abba means Daddy. This is an intimacy that we are brought into with this spirit of adoption that the, the God of the world, the God of creation, this universal God that loves everybody becomes personal. So personal that we get on the level that we can call daddy. And I'll never remember preaching this when I was in Texas. A man came to me and said, Preacher, you're wrong this morning. How dare you to call God daddy? Who do you think you are that you can call God Daddy? And I said, friend, if you'll let me take the Word of God and sit down, will you? By the time we're done, you can call Him Daddy. Now, I shouldn't have said it that way. He got mad at me. But by the spirit of adoption, I can call Him Abba Father. And this spirit of adoption brings us to an intimacy and a fellowship and a communion with not just the God of the world, but with our God. Well, not just the God of the Jews or the God of the Americans, but my God and my Savior. He becomes personal. He becomes intimate. He becomes your Father. To the point and place that you can call Him Daddy. And you say, well, that's disrespectful. Well, He said we can do it. And if He said we can do it, we better do it, folks. And we better get in the, in the relationship with Him that we are with our earthly Father. May I tell you, our relationship with our heavenly Father ought to be better than our relationship with our earthly Father to the point and place that we can call Him Daddy. In this day in the Hebrew culture, when, uh, when you were adopted, there was a principle, and it called patria potestas. In the Greek, means a father's power. And in that day, the Father was everything. The Father had complete rule. The Father had complete say. And as long as your Father was alive, you had to submit unto your Father. If I was adopted in that day, as long as my adopted Father was alive, I had to listen to Him. And He had rule over my home and even my children. As, as He was alive, I had to respect Him and submit my life unto Him. Boy, that's something else. But I'm telling you, God became our Father. The very day that we got saved, and may I say this today, that we ought to submit ourselves to the authority of the Father. And we ought to give our life back to our Father. 
He ought to rule our life. He ought to guide our life. He ought to lead our life. God ought to be our Father in everything, not just on the good days or the bad days. The psalmist David said that he's a father to the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in His holy habitation. Isaiah said it this way, But now, O Lord, our Father, we are the clay and Thou art the potter. We are the work of Thy hand. Aren't you glad that He's our Father? Aren't you glad that we are His children? May I tell you today that we've received a new Father, but we must submit ourselves unto our fathers. I didn't always like to do that. When I turned 16 years old, I thought I knew everything. Man, I'm talking about the day I woke up, Cathead, 16 years old. I got it all that day. I said, I know more than that ignorant man. I'll tell him what it is. Well, that didn't go that way. I guarantee you. He said, this is my house. You're going to do it my way. And you know what? He wasn't near as dumb as I thought he was. <laughs> He's a pretty sharp fellow. And as long as I submitted myself to his rule and reign in that house, life was pretty easy. But if I ever got out of the way, things got rocky. Things got hurtful. I remember times my brother saying, Josh, you're so dumb, would you just stop? Just listen to him. I was hard-headed. I'm glad my kids aren't here to hear this. But I was so hard-headed. I'll show him. I'll show him. And every time I tried to go against my Father, I had to get it. But friend, it's the same way with our Heavenly Father. If we would submit our life to Him, our life would be a lot easier. If we would submit to His authority, if we would submit to His rule, our life would be so much easier. We must submit ourselves to the love of our Father. God the Father loves you. You ought to accept His love. He loved you so much that He gave His only begotten Son for you. I said it this morning in class. I'm going to say it again. I've said it a hundred times. I am understanding more and more about the love of God through Connor Llewellyn. Because I've got one son. And I love every one of you, but not enough to give you Connor. That's how much God loves us. Isn't that an awesome love? that He gave His Son for us. And when we make Him our Father, we must submit ourselves to the love of God. God loves you more than anybody, more than your earthly father, your earthly mother. God loves you above all. And we must submit ourselves to the love of the Father. Not only to the love of the Father, but to the rule of the Father. My dad said, you live in my house, it's my rules. I'll show you. Yeah, He showed me. Yeah, it's going to be my way. You get your own house, it can be your way. Well, last time I checked, this is God's house. The whole earth is God's house. The whole world is His. This is His house. And we're His children. And He set some rules. And He laid down some guidelines and we need to follow them. We need to submit ourselves to the will of God and to the Word of God. We must submit ourselves. Your daddy told you over, don't you do this, don't you do this. You can do this, but don't do this. Man, I, I used to think my dad had eyes in the back of his head. How did he know about everything? I don't know. But he knew everything that I did. Now do something on Friday or Saturday. Sunday morning he preached on it. <laughs> that sorry sucker. Yeah, how would y'all like to live like that? And I thought I was ignorant enough to think that was him. That wasn't him. That was the Spirit of God. That was my heavenly Father said, Your earthly Father may not see you, but I see you. 
And I see everything you're doing. And I've laid down the bounds of your habitation and you're getting out of the lines. And he said, you need to get back in the lines. Not only is he a father of, of love, not only do we need to submit to his love and to his rules, but he is a father of discipline. Daddy used to thump me on the head. He used to whoop me on the rear end. He would hit me wherever he could get a lick in sometimes. I'd get to high-stepping and dancing and flailing and all kinds of stuff. He's just waylaying. I don't know what a whipping is, but I sure know what a whooping is. He whooped the fire out of me many times, but I deserved every one of them. You hear me? And I deserve more than what I got. But our Heavenly Father is the same way. He can chasten us. You know why He can chasten us? Because He loves us. Aren't you glad that He loves you? Proverbs said, For whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth, even as a father the son in whom He delighteth. There's times that we get out of the way, and God the Father in heaven has to do some things to get us back in the way. He's got to get us in line, and every now and then we need a thump from our Heavenly Father. Every now and then we need the God of heaven to say, I've had enough of it. You've got to get back in line. Has your heavenly Father ever done that to you? He's done it to me. And His thump hurts. His discipline hurts sometimes. Man, I remember times that I thought I could get away with anything and everything. And my earthly Father said, I'll show you. And my heavenly Father said the same thing. As God's people, sometimes we think we can do whatever we want and get away with it. God will not let us get away with it. You hear this preacher this morning. If you get anything, all lies right here. Your Heavenly Father will not let you leave His love. He will not let you go live in this world any way you want to. If you don't feel convicted about it, you better be saved today. Amen? You better get saved today. Because if you can go out and do anything you want to do, and your Heavenly Father doesn't correct you, then you're not saved to begin with. And child of God, you, you're not going to live your life your way. You're going to do it God's way. Jonah thought, well, I'll do it my way. God said, no, you're going to do it my way. And he got him back in the way, and he'll do the same to you. And he'll do the same to me. Aren't you glad today that God will correct us? But let's get real. He should beat me over the head every day. But oh, He's full of mercy. Oh, He's full of grace. Isn't He long-suffering? Isn't He good? Man, He ought to whoop me every day. I deserve a whooping from God every day because I'm a sorry sinner. But oh, He's long-suffering. And He's full of love. And He's full of mercy. And He's full of grace. If, I, if God was as tough on me as I am my own children... Lord, have mercy. Let's get real. God's a lot more merciful than I am. I lose my temper. I lose control sometimes. My children know how to push my buttons. But God still keeps us cool. Isn't He a loving God? Oh, I'm glad the day I got adopted I received a new father. But may I say, not only did I receive a new father, but I received a new fortune. The day I got saved, I got rich. Well, y'all don't have to amen, but I'll say it again. The day I got saved, I got rich. The Bible said I became joint heirs with Christ. 
That means that everything that belongs to Him belongs to me. But in the book of Ephesians, it says the very day that I got saved, I got the earnest of my inheritance. That's the Holy Spirit of God. That's the earnest money. Y'all know what earnest money means? It means down payment. The day that I became a child of the King, my down payment, the very first thing, I got the Spirit of God. And that's just the beginning. The Spirit of God ought to be enough. The Spirit of God ought to be enough for our whole life. But God our Father said, that's just the beginning. If it belongs to Jesus, it belongs to you. If it belongs to me, it belongs to you. Hold on. Y'all look at me. Every eye open. Wake up. That means a whole world will be yours one day. That means everything that God has is yours. Lord, have mercy. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to us the very day that we got adopted. That cattle on a thousand hills, heaven, mansions, all of that, it belongs to us just like it belongs to Him. Oh man, the day that I got adopted, I got rich. Us Llewellyns don't have a lot of money. We got that big preacher money, you know. <laughs> but oh, my heavenly father's got some money. And oh, my new family, give me some riches that are beyond my imagination and beyond my comprehension. And bless God, I'm the richest man on earth. You can have a dollar in your checking account, but be saved and be the richest man on earth. You can have a million dollars in your checking account and not know Jesus and be the poorest man. But oh, if you've been born again, oh, if you've been born again, you got adopted and you got saved. I forgot a lot of days, but I ain't forgot the day that I joined up with a new family. Can you call God your Father? Can you call Him Abba? Can you call Him Daddy? You say, preacher, that is the God of heaven. We got to show reverence and thus thou sayest the Lord. You know, this big King James get all reverent stuff. He said, you come into my presence and you call me daddy. You are my son and I'm your father. Wow. The God of heaven said, you can call me daddy. And I'll call you my son and my daughter. Daddy always wanted me to be in fellowship with him. And our Heavenly Father wants us to be in fellowship with Him this morning. When's the last time you got in the presence of your Heavenly Father? And just said, Daddy, I love you. Heavenly Father, I love you. Thank you for all that you've done. When's the last time as, as His child that you went before Him and just praised Him? And just loved on Him? My dad is 63 years old. I'm 34 years old. And every day I want to love on Him. Because there's coming a day he's going to be gone. But even when he's gone, I got a heavenly Father that I can love on every day. There's not a time that I talk to my dad that we don't get off the phone and say, I love you, Dad. I love you, son. And there ought not be a day goes by that you don't tell your heavenly Father, I love you. When's the last time you fell at these altars and just communed with your Heavenly Father? Just fellowship with the God of Heaven. Maybe you're here this morning you say, Preacher, I've never been born again. You can be saved today. While she plays, I'm going to invite you to come forward.
And I'm going to invite you to be saved today. You don't have to come forward to be saved. You've got to call on the Heavenly Father to save you. And He'll save you. 